We're alive, y'all are on, and this is Bows. Silly nigga. I let it out early. A sports podcast. Yes, welcome to Ball Sports Podcast. It's a podcast with balls about balls. And uh, we are your esteemed hosts. I'm Buddha. Yeah, boy, yeah, boy, yeah, boy, yeah, boy. Dylan, 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 Dylan. Single times. It's Nels like a big facts and full of facts. Okay, <laughs> how y'all boys doing? Big chilling. Cool it, bull it. This is episode something or another. Man, you know the episode number, bro. Stop playing. Mm, it's like 159. There you go. Yeah. There you go, my boy. So like that. Yeah. But, I don't know. Apparently, we got a lot of takes coming from now, so we might as well get right into it today. Uh, oh, yeah. We, hey, listen. Take City. Oh, gosh. All right. Oh, yeah. Well, I got a lot of takes, and Dylan I'm not and I, scared to share them. Dylan and I are going to kick our feet up for a little bit and uh, let Nels get to talking. But uh, but no, we're going to start things out in the uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to start things out in the wrestling world. We had a pay per view this past weekend. Uh, just to recap quickly, our picks. Uh, I went six and one with the picks. Nels and Dylan went five and two. Yeah. Bro, uh, what the French, bro? So, to start things out, the opening match of the show was for the Intercontinental Championship. It was a triple threat ladder match. Jeff Hardy defending his title against AJ Styles and Sami Zayn. Um, Match of the night, to be honest with you, as far as an in-ring match goes. uh, Sami Zayn got the win, which uh, I picked. So, that's what ended up getting me the dub over y'all, but... Um, I guess you want a cookie for that. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm so, hitting hard as hell if you can't tell. So good good match, hard-hitting match. They did different shit that you don't normally see, like uh, Jeff Hardy's earlobe getting handcuffed to a ladder. <laughs> different, different shit like that. So, so that was cool to see. Um, elsewhere on the card, the SmackDown Tag Team Championships... Uh, Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura defended their titles against Lucha House Party. They won uh, the Raw Tag Team Championships. The Street Profits successfully retained their titles against Andrade and Angel Garza. Um, Yo, off topic. Does Lucha House Party win anything ever? No. Short short answer. Short answer, no. That's hella cap, bro. I blame you. That's fine. I'll take that. Um... The United States Championship, Bobby Lashley successfully defended his title against Apollo Crews, which we all called. Um, the SmackDown Women's Title match, oh, actually, before that, the Raw Women's Championship, Asuka successfully defended her title against Zelina Vega. Uh, match didn't really get a lot of time, which was surprising considering two matches were canceled. Um, but, oh well, it is what it is. 
The SmackDown women's tag team match didn't happen because apparently Nia Jax wasn't medically cleared, which I think had to do with COVID, I'd imagine. Um, Same goes for Nikki Cross in the SmackDown Women's Championship. So uh, that match didn't happen either. However, Asuka, or not Asuka, uh, Bailey did offer an open challenge to whoever wanted it. Asuka came out and uh, fought Bailey for a little bit until Sasha made her presence felt, hitting Bailey with a chair, fucking Bailey up for a little bit um, to kind of ignite their their feud, which I think is going to end up culminating here at um, Hell in a Cell, which is the next pay-per-view, unless they kick it down the road, which I'm fine with. Um, I'm fine with them kicking it down the road, too. And all I know is... Muff and Tyra Banks better win that bit or I'm going to be mad. Ty- Tyra, Tyra Banks? Banks. My, bad. Banks. my bad. Sasha Banks. My bad. 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 Clearly, you know where my mind is at. But I'm saying, like, she better win, bro. And not that I have a problem with Bailey, but Bailey's starting to enter Charlotte territory for me. Mm. But, like, I like her, but it's like, damn, bro. I need you to vibe. I'm gonna disagree with you on that, but I respect it. That's that's fine. Um, the WWE Championship match: Drew McIntyre successfully defended his title against Randy Orton in an ambulance match. Um, overall, it was an entertaining match. I didn't like certain aspects of it. Um, and on one hand, I was okay with all the legends that Randy had punted come back and kind of at level the playing field a little bit, so to speak. But at the same time, you know, all those people got involved and Drew McIntyre still almost lost. So it kind of made Drew look weak. Uh, I felt the fact that he needed help from three different legends uh, just to win the aim in this match. But that's just my opinion. Nah, I don't think so. I, I disagree. Feel like I feel like it would have been that if it was like a regular match. But I feel like Ambulance matches, like you said, are boring a lot of the time. No, I I agree, and, it so was, I, and I feel like even though they came in and did their thing, it's either they would have did it or Drew would have did it, and there would have been a bunch of just more time just of them just uh dragging their feet along to the ambulance thing. I, I feel, feel like that. Drew did his thing. You know, I feel like you know you're hurt. You know, you got to play the when you get in the ambulance match, and and it is Randy Orton. Um, Randy Orton just that was, lost. That was the... Randy Orton just lost to Keith Lee. So if you're going to have Randy Orton lose again, I wouldn't want it to be like a straight up fair, like, you can't bury Randy Orton like that. You know, like... See, so but... If they were to have... If the goal was to have him lose, I don't mind. I, it, I like this way better than uh, upright. Oh, because it gives it a reason to continue. Right. Yeah, and yeah, 100%. It doesn't make Randy Orton look Trash. No, I, Which I is agree with that. Not happen. Like I love for McIntyre to look good, but I don't want Randy Orton to look fool. And I'm not gonna lie to you, if Randy Orton would have lost without them interfering, then Randy Orton looks fool now because you just lost two matches in a row. I I agree with you. I completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why for me it was kind of like a double edged sword because I was like, all right, cool, Randy Orton looking tough as shit going through this, but at the same time. 
He gets chokeslammed through an announce table. He gets beat the fuck up by Christian backstage. He gets sweet chin music on top of the ambulance by Shawn Michaels and then thrown off through a bunch of tables. Mm-hmm. And then it still takes a Claymore and a punt to put him away. Mm-hmm. And Drew still almost lost. So, like, just from, like, looking at Drew, like, he's supposed to be this dominant baby face, mm-hmm. like, I felt like it kind of made him look a little weak. At the same time, I like the fact that it didn't hurt Randy Orton losing that way. So it was kind of like, ah. But I, overall, I was I was very entertained by the match. Right, for sure. Here, here's my reason why I don't I don't necessarily think McIntyre looks weak, per se. I mean, that was a lot that happened in in that whole element. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still Randy it's Orton. Show almost missing. It's never. Okay. It's yeah. It's, it's never right. It's never easy. It should never be easy to be someone like Randy Orton. That's number one. Number two, I think, like, for me, I like looking into characters. So some things just make more sense when you look at the overall picture. This was like an ambulance match. So the one thing I've noticed is no matter how, quote-unquote, weak Randy looks at any point in time, if he ever looks weak, whenever you add stipulations, that's him at his best. Mm -hmm. Tables added in chairs, whatever the case may be, he's supposed to snap because that's his element. That that's well, where he shines. Coming up next is going to be Hell in a Cell, so I imagine that's going to be that's another match. You, you see what I'm saying? So like, right? Well, so that's that's my point. Like, what's the next pay per view? Oh, so like, there's just certain things like when you get in that match, like you know what it is. Like for example, Shawn Michaels could look ass the whole year, but you know that WrestleMania and freaking Royal Rumble, Shawn Michaels is going to do something. Right. Period. Like that, that, you know what I mean? Like the man's name is Mr. WrestleMania. Like you can't, he can't be ass in WrestleMania. Like, like it needs to be practically impossible to beat him. You know what I'm saying? Like there's just certain events, certain people you're like, all right, like that, that's where they're toughest to be. Like that's their element. So for me, whenever Randy, Randy Orton gets into like one of those no DQ, falls count anywhere, street match, whatever stipulation you want to throw on there, that's like, Remember, he doesn't like the rules. Right. He doesn't like fighting according to the rules. He tries to bend the rules any which way he oh, can. Oh, yeah. It, it definitely you know what his I'm character saying? better. Yeah, for sure. Right. So so for me, I'm like, that's that's a plus. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's mm-hmm. that's that's home field advantage. I, I think of it like when you, when you look at other sports, like especially sports that you play outside. Like Miami, even though they're trash, they're tough to beat at home because it's hot as hell. You right. know what I'm saying? Like... New England, it doesn't matter how trash they are. Like, when you go to New England and it's cold, like, November, December, that's a tough win. You know what I mean? When you go to Denver, Denver can still be ass. But when you leave Denver, you say, like, hey, that was a tough that was a tough game. Because they don't get tired over there. Even though the air is thin, they're just used to it. They just ain't got the skill. That's why right. when a Denver team is good, they're really freaking good. Because that's it, a home field advantage. So, like, for me, that, that was kind of where my mind went, like. Randy's supposed to be like that in mm-hmm. this match. Like it's supposed to take all that to beat him because he's in his zone. So I, I didn't I didn't necessarily think it made McIntyre look weak per se. It just me- it just meant that like if he does beat Randy, like bitch, he's that he's that strong. You know what I mean? Even though he got help, of course, but still. No, I I, I, I get like. that. Um, and as far as like the rumors go right now for um, the Hell in a Cell pay per view, because usually it's two matches, two hell, two cell matches. Um, it's rumored right now that it will be Drew and Randy and Hell in a Cell, 
And then the main event of that pay-per-view will be Sasha and Bailey inside Hell in a Cell. Um, those are the, the two rumored cell matches right now. Um, and I do like how Randy Orton got his comeuppance the very next night on Raw. I don't know if you guys were able to see, but the legends were there celebrating, happy with themselves, patting themselves on the back or whatever. And um, to that was really to open the show. Randy Orton kind of cut a promo backstage saying, you know, there will be hell to pay for this. Um, and he kind of just left the arena. And then it really wasn't until the very end of the night that you kind of, the guys, all the legends are in the back suite, you know, playing poker and stuff like that. They've been playing throughout the night. And you see this janitor walk up in a hoodie, takes the hood down, and it's Randy Orton. And uh, from the janitor cart, he pulls out a steel chair and these goggles that he puts on his head. And then you're like, what the fuck? And then he goes into the room. And it cuts to another camera that's already in the room and all of the guys looking at Randy. The camera goes over to Randy. He puts the goggles on and he cuts the lights out. Ish. And then you just hear a bunch of chairs bang. And then the lights come back on and everybody's just fucking dead all over the place. And Randy Orton kind of just smiles and walks out. And I thought that was a great way to do that because 75% of those guys aren't cleared medically. Uh, for for physical contact. So it was a good way to do something without actually doing something. Um, so, so I like that. So definitely looking forward to it. Now, the main event of this pay-per-view... <coughs> bless you. Uh, bless you. The main event of this pay-per-view... Now, I, I mentioned the, the triple threat ladder match was, in my opinion, the best match of the night. But this main event was definitely the best moment of the night and the best storytelling of the night. Uh, Roman Reigns defending his title against Jey Uso, which he did so successfully. The storytelling in this match was absolutely incredible. Even though they didn't go the the bloodline stable route, I'm okay with it because what they did in this match was amazing. Um, Him wanting to be called the tribal chief. That's all he wanted. He said, I'll end this as soon as you can call me the tribal chief. And, you know, Jey Uso refusing and, like, yeah, and no, just, you know, getting some getting some uh, uh, offense in here and there. And when he was out of the ring, Roman Reigns was in the ring. Like, you know, how can you call yourself the chief when you can't even stay on the island? You know, referring to the ring mm-hmm. and like just those little nuances and details I thought was incredible. Um, and, you know, even to his twin brother having to run down and, you know, wanting to throw in the towel. But like, no, don't throw in the towel, this, that, whatever. And, you know, he eventually had to and. You know, his brother in the ring, you know, over, you know, basically trying to cover and defend his twin saying, you're the tribal chief, bro. Like, back off. This is what you wanted. Like, we family, bro. Like, what the hell wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I loved every bit of this. Roman Reigns, without a doubt at this point, full-fledged heel. There is no tweener. He is a heel. He is a dominant heel. He got rid of the vest, which I love. It's been long overdue ever since the shield was done. Um his tattoo looks amazing down his back. Like he's he's hitting on all cylinders with this with this heel persona, and um, I'm very excited to see what comes of this. Um, yeah, I have zero complaints about how that that whole thing went down. No, it was dope. I ain't gonna lie to you. They spazzed with that bit. Yeah, no, they did really good. It's about time we've been wanting to do. Now we've been wanting to do that. We've been wanting for them to do that for a really long time, so it's cool to see it. Yeah, everybody's been clamoring for a heel Roman, you know? 
because you know what eventually happened with all these heroes. They eventually start getting cheered, and then it becomes a natural progression to a baby face. <laughs> that way, it's not you're not being force fed something. It's this is what we wanted. You know that's what happened with the new day. That's what happened with you know this person, that person. It just it happens that way. Um, Facts. Yeah. So very excited about that. Uh, elsewhere in the fight world, the uh, UFC also had a pay per view. Uh, this past weekend. Before we talk about the main event, I do just want to give a quick uh, shout out to Jan uh, Wachowicz for winning the light heavyweight title. Uh, Polish power. My dog knocked out uh, Dominic Reyes. So I I was very happy to see that um, in the second round. But that's not what we were here for. We were here to watch Israel Adesanya Go to work. And go to work, he did. He beat Paulo Costa by knockout uh, in the second round. He, honestly, it was really a one-sided fight. Paulo got no offense in, really. Um, he only landed 12 total strikes to Izzy's 55. Um, yeah, it was a wrap. You know, first round, Izzy really kind of just took, went to the leg. Just chipped away at that left leg, and it started bruising very early, very quick. And he broke um, skin. Bro. He broke skin. He broke Dude skin. was bleeding from his leg. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of really just opened the way for a nice head kick, um, nice uh, elbow shots, and then you know he rained down some punches to finish it. And then he finished by uh, <laughs> humping him, <laughs> which was which was very disrespectful. He legit ass like that was that jungle was crazy, bro. And then he actually gift that moment of him humping him and put on social media. You know what you do to a bitch, you fuck it. Ah, uh, oh no. So yeah. Yeah, that's wild. That's that's a wild boy, dog. And and he's been on this social media spree ever since, posting like reposting videos that. Paolo had posted, like, all the trash talking that he had been doing. Like, Paolo did this whole thing where he hired some guy that was, like, a tall, skinny black dude. And he kind of just, like, beat the shit out of him, like, as, like, a video skit. And, like, the dude was, like, trying to run and jump over the octagon and stuff like that. And Izzy was basically like, if you spent more time training than you did making this skit, maybe you would have lasted longer than the second round. And, yeah, so it's... I'm, I'm proud of Izzy. You know, Nels, I know you had your uh, concerns as far as what Izzy we were going to see. Um, I think you were pleasantly surprised. And uh, well, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't like it wasn't like I was pleasantly surprised, per se. Um, I just so we were talking about this when it came to uh, when it came to Woodley, um, where Woodley wasn't like this before the belt. And even when he first got the belt, he wasn't like this. Mm hmm. So to see Izzy kind of take that kind of champion's advantage approach against Romero, I mean, I was like, yo, like, and even he even he made a mention to it. He knew what he did, and he knew how it made him look. Like, you're not fighting. We understand that Romero got some hands, and if he touches you up, that's probably the only time he needs to touch you up. Understandable. And, and I, I'm not holding that against him, but I was just like, I really hope that that was a one and done thing. Right. I hope when it's time for him to put hands on somebody, when it's time for him to fight, like he's been fighting before the belt, I want to see him fighting the way we know him to fight. Don't sit here and call yourself the style bender, and you're not style, and you're not bending styles. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? So so that was, that was all it was for me. I'm I'm looking at it more from like I'm not gonna lie to you. I like Izzy. So when I when I like like athletes, I want for their legacy to be great. I don't want anything to taint their legacy. So for example, like Woodley's legacy to me is kind of tainted. Like is he one of the greatest champions of all time? Yeah. Is he in that upper echelon? Probably not. Because his last couple of fights, like I felt like he was he was he got so used to fighting defensively. I don't know if he really knows how to go to the offense anymore. Hmm. I don't know if he knows how to do that. You got to think about it. We're talking about fighting. And when you, when you talk about anything that has to do with martial arts, like you get accustomed to winning and fighting a particular way. You can't help yourself. Like I'll, I'll use a perfect example, a personal example. Like uh, we have a frat brother of ours, Dylan went to watch him fight, Aaron. Aaron does this really bad thing where he he puts his face out there and puts his fist behind his puts his hands behind his back. A la Roy Jones slash Mayweather. He needs to get out of that. Cause if he does a couple more fights like that, he's gonna do that every fight. Mm-hmm. Right. He, he he's not gonna know how to fight any other way. So like when you have a particular fighter. He actually has a fight in your area this weekend. That's yeah, I remember you telling me that. He's gonna be yeah, I remember you warm. telling me that. So, you know, like, hopefully he fixes that and becomes more of a defensive fighter because he won't know how to fight any other way. Like, even Mayweather said it himself, like, in the beginning of my career, I threw hands. I threw punches, but I would break my hands because I would punch so hard. So, like, I learned how to fight defensively. I don't know how to fight any other way. He's like, I'm not going to get very many knockouts. I'm going to outpoint you because this is how I know how to fight. You know what I mean? So for me, I'm like, I just didn't want Izzy to get to a place where he was this spectacular offensive genius who could strike you from a variety of different places, mm-hmm. use that unbelievable 80-inch reach to just hit you with just unorthodox and unexpected strikes. And then you got rid of, you used all this talent to get the belt, get the belt, and now it's done. I just felt like that would have tainted it for me. Right. And I think he has the potential to really... I mean, honestly, I I really think he's on his way to arguably being just the greatest pound for pound fighter ever. Yeah. If he if he can win like if he can win like four or five more defenses and maybe switch switch class, whether he goes lower or higher, bro, like you got it. You got to respect it. He's twenty and zero right now. He's twenty and zero right now. You know what I mean? And he's beating he's beating some really good guys. He's literally beating the best of the best, and he's taking on the best of the like. He's letting you know, I want this guy next. Right. Yeah. So, and you know, I'm you know glad you saying? mentioned that. So, as far as what is next, um, later on this month, the pay per view that is uh, headlined by Khabib versus Justin Gaethje, the co-main event um, is a middleweight fight between Robert Whitaker and uh, Jared Cannonier. And uh, Izzy wants Cannonier because he already knocked out Whitaker to win the title. And I think everybody else wants Whitaker, or sorry, everybody else wants Cannoneer because Cannoneer's won his last three fights by knockout. Um, So I think that's the better fight. That's the more anticipated fight. I like that. I do, like you said, I like that Izzy calls his shots and says, hey, I want this person next because he deserves it. Cool. You know, if he wins, let's run it. So um, I'm excited to see what happens there. Yeah, man. I I agree. I agree 100%. Um, 
just one thing I wanted to ask. Uh, I don't know if you guys if you guys, if you guys haven't paid attention to it, then we can just move on to the next thing. Uh, and I don't know if it was done when we were talking last, but I just kind of wanted to throw that in there, just for comparison's sake. That whole speaking on the whole call out thing or whatever, like Jones has been quote unquote backtracking on social media, talking about how he's asking should he go back to light heavyweight and fight Jan. Uh, how do you feel or how do you and Dylan feel about it as far as, you know, even the idea of him coming back to light heavyweight? Do you think that's something he should do or you think that's something like he's past that? So in my opinion, here, here's what's interesting, because if we look at John Jones past couple fights, he didn't look the best. And people Facts. would argue, Nels, and I think even said you would argue that Reyes won his fight against Jones. I, I argued that the other that when yeah. I was at your crib. I said, yeah, I was like, listen. Exactly. So, Jones, Jones got some hands put on him now. Like, so, okay. So you got somebody, you know, who barely beat Reyes, and Reyes just got knocked out by the new champion. So that brings a question mark like, huh, this could be an interesting matchup. Um, now, the other thing on the business side, that's not the money matchup. For Jones, if I'm Jones and I'm thinking business wise, that's not the money matchup. The money matchup, the money matchup is going to be in heavyweight against either Stipe or Francis Ngannou. So here's my thing: I don't think but nobody, the nobody fight wants we, Francis. Not going to lie. Yeah, facts. I don't. I don't think. I don't think that Jan is a good fight for John because I think. Whereas Reyes gave John some issues, Reyes is just as rangy as John is. Right. But Reyes isn't as strong as as uh, as uh, John. Yeah, as John. So yeah, Reyes is as strong as John. However, Reyes is a little bit more like rangy. He's shifty. He can get hits in. So the way he was going to beat John was he had to outpoint John. Mm-hmm. I think one of the reasons why Jones won that fight beyond anything is because Jones legitimately hurt Reyes more than Reyes hurt Jones. Right. And I think when it comes to UFC anyway, like if it, if it was boxing, I think Reyes wins. But with the UFC, I think one of the things the judge consider is, are you hurt? Yeah, right. like you punched him 20 times and he only punched you seven, but I'm looking at you and you're bleeding out of your nose, your ear is busted, and you're limping. I think other buddies got it even with his six hits. You know what I mean? So I feel like the Reyes matchup wasn't more Jones speed, but the Yan might be because Yan ain't going to have his reach, and Yan is slow. He hits hard as hell, but, I mean, Jones takes a punch better than Reyes. So I think it would be an interesting fight, but I I don't think it would be as unexpected. I I don't think either result would be as unexpected as it was Reyes. We didn't really know what Reyes was going to bring to the table like that. Like Reyes, Reyes did so well, we really thought he had a chance against Jan, and then we started watching the fight, and we were kind of like, yeah, we we kind of forgot about Jan there a little bit. Right. My bad. You know what I mean? So as far as Jones, I, I just told you, like when I like an athlete, it's about legacy. Mm-hmm. You beating Jan and getting back your belt isn't really going to help your legacy. Right. You going to fight Jan and Jan whooping that ass is going to hurt your legacy. 100%. You you jumping up and fighting 
Nganu and losing to Nganu, if it's a really good fight, I don't think it's bad for his legacy because Nganu is a fucking beast. My th- you know what I mean? And I feel... <sighs> go I'll, yes, go ahead. I'm going to let you finish. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, Jones beating Nganu, that's next level. Jones beating Stipe, that's what he's supposed to do, technically. Him losing to Stipe hurts his legacy. So if I'm his homeboy, if I'm his manager, I'm going to say, look, you've kind of already solidified yourself as the greatest to ever do it. I don't think you should even do a warm-up match. I think you should train, train your ass off. You've done this forever now. I think you get a good training session. If anything, pay Stipe and fight Stipe privately. Fuck it. Do that and and fight Ngannou. Straight up. No no, no warm-up fight, no nothing. Because you know what's going to happen from then to now. Or from then to, to that point. I say fight Francis. Period. Go for well, it. Fuck it. Well, here's here's the issue. Um, and, and from Dana White basically even said this. If John Jones is going to fight in heavyweight, it's going to be for the title. Nothing else. Right. So, it, because they don't want to take the chance of putting him in a fight that's not a title fight, losing, and then it's like, oh, well, then no one cares to watch him in a fight against the best of that division if you can't even beat somebody else. So, it, you know, because the next fight for Stipe is Francis. So. I, I, I don't think, I don't think Stipe wins, bro. I don't either. Because, and my thing, and, and my it. thing with, with, uh, uh, Francis is, and, and I think the one word that, is kind of what's really scary for Jones is that uh, Francis, he's overwhelming. Everything about him, it's just overwhelming. The power, the speed, it's a lot very fast, and I just don't know if Jones is ready for that at that weight. Because it could get ugly really fast. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So I mean, he ain't really got much of a choice. He's got one. He's only got one fight that he can do. So yeah. shit, or stay retired, which he facts. You know. <laughs> that's that's the other option. For John, I talk about John Jones. Y'all know I don't speak UFC talk. Yeah. Oh yeah, he needs to stay at the house, smoke his crack. Oh Jesus. Um, Smoke your dope, bro. Leave the UFC alone, bro. You did your work. Bro. Other controversy that's been coming out of USC is with the whole Conor McGregor situation. Um, Conor McGregor is tired of Dana White, quote unquote, putting out false claims that Conor's been ducking fights against certain people. So Conor's been putting out receipts, basically, of DMs between him and Dana and you know, different things like that, and basically saying, look, I wanted to fight four times this year. You don't want to give me a fight because it's not the big name or this, that, whatever. I'm trying to fight. I'm not ducking fights. I said, give me anybody. The only fight I said no to is because you wanted to be, you wanted me in there as a replacement just in case somebody else can do it. He's like, I'm not a replacement fighter. You build a card around me. I'm Conor McGregor, yeah. which he has a point. He is Conor McGregor. Yeah, he he is the, the highest drawing uh, fighter in the UFC. In the yeah, you're not, I'm not going to be nobody. I'm not nobody's replacement fight. Like I'm either I'm if either Connor fights people are watching. Yeah. So and I completely get where Connor's coming from as far as that goes. So you know Connor's in this situation now where he's like, look, I'll take whoever wins between Khabib and Gaethje. 
that's a fight. That's a fight. What's up? But we're not going to sit here and, and talk about me like I'm ducking fights. Like, I'll, I'll fight anybody. I said I'll fight Ferguson. I said I'll fight Sanchez. I said I'll fight this person, that person. I'll fight Diaz again. Give me the contract. I'll sign it. Dana be trying to rile these niggas up. Yeah. Dana, you not slick, bro. We see what you're doing. Let me dog Connor alone, cuz. <laughs> mm. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, all right. I don't, I don't know if you had anything to add there. Otherwise, we can move on to uh, NFL. Yeah, let's do NFL, bro. We on it. Let's go. All right, bet. So I'm going to go through, recap the games. Uh, if you guys have any takes, please stop me. Um, so we will start with Thursday Night Football last week where the Dolphins showed up, beat the Jaguars handily 31-13. to um, they showed up and showed out, young man. You're fucking right. Uh, Fitz Magic, you know, did what he did. <laughs> they beat the dog shit out of them boys. Yeah, they really did. It was it was pretty ugly. Um, Fitz, Fitzpatrick has fun. Like, if there's one thing when you watch him play, like at this point in his career, like just just having fun. So I, I gotta respect it. I mean, to be honest with you, I I, I feel like the Dolphins are building something. Um, and you know, Fitzpatrick is playing a major part in that. I don't think that this is the team or even the next team is going to be the team that turns it around. But if they do eventually, especially under Flores become this, you know, playoff contending team, you're, you're going to have to look back on teams like this year and possibly next year. I kind of laid down that foundation for success. You got to find things that work and don't work. And whatever it was that they was doing against the Jags. I think it works against at least the bottom half of the league. Right. I mean, and I, and I love that they're just going to let Tua cook for now. Just let him sit on the sideline, learn. Like, yes, bro. Just Don't, absorb no everything. Reason, like Patrick Mahomes there's in There's no Kansas reason City. to put... Right. There's no reason to put a young quarterback in a trash situation. No need. No need. You're already not going to perform well. There, there's Why put him at risk for whatever? Just let him learn. Y'all aren't ready to contend for anything right now. Right. Um, the Falcons drop the ball again, blow another lead uh, for the Bears beating them 30-26. to Mitchell Trubisky getting benched. Uh, Nick Foles coming in, saving the day. <sighs> Went <laughs> through for three touchdowns uh, in the comeback you, win. And he is now the starter of the Chicago Bears. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. Congratulations to that man and all, bro. But Mitchell, you gotta it'll clear it, bro. Yeah. Like at this point. And it's to be over honest with you, I don't like what they did. I understand they was getting a dog walk, but Mitchell Trubisky was not the reason they were getting dog walk. When Mitchell Trubisky got put on the bench, he had 126 yards, one touchdown, yeah. hadn't thrown it, hadn't turned the ball over. Your team, your defense gave up 26 points. You wanted to sit Mitchell Trubisky this entire time. Oh yeah, you didn't want Mitchell Trubisky to be two and zero going into this situation at all. That's and why they paid. That's why they paid full so much you money for any opportunity for when you're no longer in the lead and you're down two touchdowns or more to be like, oh, pull the trigger. That is bullshit. That's horrible coaching. The Bears are not going to get nowhere because of that. Karma's a bitch, and when you do evil shit like that, ain't going ain't nothing good for to come to you. I understand that that man's in there throwing three picks. Da, da, da. The man, I had to look. I'm like, damn, he must be playing trash. 
Are they two and I'm like, oh wow, they're two and no. And I look at the stat line that he's putting up. The man was having a good game. You couldn't, your defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. And then you put Nick Foles in, and I'm sure, I don't care. This is something else I believe. I believe depending on who's in the game, you guys change what you call. You guys start to make stuff look a lot better. How's it that all of a sudden Nick Foles comes in and just does tremendously just so much better? Did, so he, did, did, I, did, did, did Nick Foles go in there and make his own plays? Did he start calling his own plays? Or is he not doing the same plays that you're calling for Mitchell? Or are you just calling different shit? Because Mitchell Trubisky was not having a bad game. He didn't turn the ball over. The game was early. And you said, nah, sit down. I know our, I know so our defense here, gave up 26 points. But that's because of you. That's bullshit. So I, I don't think I don't think it's I don't think it's uh necessarily all of that. I do yeah. think what he did was flaw. I do. However, I think that you also gotta look at personalities. I think the reason why certain plays work with Foles that wouldn't work with Trubisky, I think, honestly, Foles has a stronger arm. I not even think. Foles has a stronger arm. Also, Trubisky, even from the first year, he, he's more of like a Jimmy Garoppolo-esque quarterback where it's like run, 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 run fake, bootleg, throw on the run, intermediate, not even intermediate, like short to intermediate passing game. And that game didn't call for that. And you got to realize yeah, you got... game. But they're making them the okay. official starter. Okay, so hold on now. Okay, I, I was getting to that. I was getting to that. Good point. Um, but also you got to look at personnel. You got Graham. You got Miller. You got Robinson. And then you got that other wide receiver. I can't remember what his name is. But the rangy dude who plays the slot Anthony goes back Miller. and forth with Miller. No, no, not Miller. He's, he goes back and forth with Miller. Mooney. Not because because Robinson's the one that's always outside. But Miller and another receiver, they they back and forth it. Mooney. I just can't remember his name right now. Um, but those guys are down the field guys, especially Robinson. Like open up the playbook and and, and again, remember this was kind of the situation that changed up Carson Wentz a little bit too. Wentz now takes a lot more shots down the field because that's what made Foles so successful during that playoff run. Foles is going to sling that bit regardless. He don't he don't care what it is. Like that's what he does. He goes he throws the ball down the field. That's how he beat the Patriots. It's just he threw the ball down the field. He gave his receivers a chance. He gave Alshon a chance like fuck it, like I'm going to let that bitch go. Not a lot of quarterbacks got that confidence to do that whether they're throwing two interceptions, three interceptions, whatever. Mitch is not that quarterback. Trubisky is not that quarterback. You can tell by the way he plays. He's not a gunslinger. He does not let that ball go. And with the personnel that they have, maybe Foles is just better suited. We won't know until the next game. But if Foles goes out there and he goes 14 for 22 for 300 and some odd yards and four touchdowns or three touchdowns, that offense is probably better suited for a gunslinger, bro. I'm with you. Trust me. I I love Trubisky. Ever too, I, I can't I, see shit. That I feel that he, that he should be the permanent starter. I get what you're saying about him being a gunslinger, but you're two and zero. You didn't need a gunslinger to go two and zero. So to have one game and him to be benched off one game and now to no longer be the starter because Nick Foles came in there and won y'all the game on a game that already wasn't because of the quarterback that y'all was winning that y'all were losing. Your defense was just ass, in my opinion. 
why that's that's why I thought they were down ten to twenty six, but I get it. Yeah, he's yeah he is a gunslinger. He's proven, but I just I, I, outside of all that, I just don't like the situation. I don't like no no. I, 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 they, I definitely feel yeah. I definitely feel you. I, I do feel you. It's just you know. I, I was just giving you just another, just I, another I, yeah, perspective. Yeah, I understand You know what I mean? I, I understand so why I, they make the decision. It's just, it's still a fucked up. My thing is not about oh, yeah, why easily. you make the decision. Easily. I'm more easily like it's a, a fucked up decision. That's a fucked yeah. up decision. I could, it's like, For you sure. You let the person, like, if that, if, especially if, like, you had somebody sitting there all off-season doing all that. You feel me? That, the way this went about it lets me know that this is more than just, this is who you wanted this entire time. And if that's who you wanted this entire oh, of time, course. then you should have been, you, why didn't you play him week one? Why didn't you play him week two? Why didn't you have him start from the jump? We're early. We're early in the season. You could have Nick Foles could have been started from day damn one. So what the hell was the point of starting Trubisky the last two games? No, I try, listen. I'm with you. Trust me, I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? And that's terrible. They're gonna but be like that's you know it's nowhere because Karma gonna hit. The but what? But there. here's the thing. See, but now in the same context, they are two and zero. Oh. A lot of teams start two and zero, and then their season in a bad way. What if they make this? What if they make this change, and they make it to the playoffs? Then what? We'll see. And I think that's what he's banking on. Like last year, Mitch didn't get him there. You know what I'm saying? He feels like they should have been in the lead earlier. Maybe, maybe he feels like I need a quarterback that's willing to take these risks, and Mitch ain't doing it. So sit your ass down because we don't know what happened. We don't know. What he's telling Trubisky, maybe he's telling Trubisky, I want you to do this. Do this play this particular way. And he probably ain't. So he's probably like, look, I can't. I can't do it. Sit your ass down. Mm-hmm. You, you don't, we, we won't know until probably the end of the season or if Trubisky gets traded or whatever. But, you know, we'll definitely hear about it in the offseason for sure. Right. It'll come out. It'll come out. We'll know exactly why his ass got sat down for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. So up next, in a game that ended up uh, being a lot better than it started out, the Bills beat the Rams 35-32 after blowing a 25-point lead. The the Rams caught up, but the Bills were able to hold on and and win. Uh, Really fun game to watch. Probably not fun uh, to watch if you were a Bills fan (laughs) because it got a little sketchy there at the end. uh, It sure did. It sure did. Yeah, but I got to give credit to Josh Allen. He's playing lights out right now. Oh, yeah, that boy balling. He got a little team. He got him a little receiver. Yeah, so, I mean, he, he I think he was really just missing that, that big name, that big name receiver. Now he's got Stephon Diggs. Oh, he's chilling. Things are really starting to click there because um, it gives Beasley room to work and, you know. Gives your running back room to do what they need to do. Exactly, and I'm sure uh, I'm they sure. got two. They got two of them too. They got motor and they got that other dude that's snapping too now. Yep, and I'm sure I'm sure uh, I'm sure Diggs is happier here than uh, in Minnesota right now. Oh yeah, them boys at the box over there. They he's showing them how much they needed him. Right, and we'll get we'll get to them in a they in a second. <laughs> um, the Browns beat the Washington Football Team thirty-four to twenty, as they should. As they should. Um, the Titans. Come back. Hold on. Oh, go ahead. I, I, I wanted to say something. My bad. You know, I got it's Take City right now. And I don't want to do this for the picks because, you know, we love zooming through the picks because that's what we do. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this here right now. You guys know my rule, right? As far as how many times a quarterback should throw the ball? Yep. Okay. 
Awesome. So I just wanted to say, just looking at this stat, I heard it first. Because, you know, I listened to Colin Cowherd. I heard it on the Cowherd uh, podcast and was like, what? So then I did my own research and was like, yo, he's absolutely right. The Cleveland Browns, this is going to sound crazy when I say this, but hear me out when I do. The Cleveland Browns could be a division championship contending team. They can be. But I think it all depends on how the coach navigates the season from here. This game that they got coming up against the Cowboys is a pivotal game, and I will tell you why. You got Baker Mayfield headed back to the crib. You know, Baker Mayfield got this ego. He going to want to show up. This offense, this team will not win with Baker Mayfield showing out. It just won't happen. He needs to have his pick throws, his pop throws. His number one receiver needs to be Odell. Jarvis is going to have to take a a significant decrease in targets. Sorry. Because here's the stat line, fellas. When Baker throws the ball 25, well, less than 25 times, Baker Mayfield's record is 7-1. and When he's game managing, play action, throwing on the downs he's supposed to throw on, not giving too much responsibility. Just doing his job, he's 7-1. and one. You guys want to know his record when he throws over 25 times? Over? 7-18. and 18. So with that, what makes you think he's about, they're about to be scary? Say it again? That means, in my opinion, then that means for them to be successful the way you say they are or be a contender then a receiver needs to go. A receiver definitely is probably going to go, and I think it's going to be Landry. Um, or it could, I mean, if Beckham is trying to clear it, then it is what it is. Landry's been, but Landry's one of the, been producing more than Odell has. This is, this is fair. This is fair, but according to yardage per catch, Odell does more with less. He's more of a dangerous deep down the field Threat and right. that's he's, really he's what always, they need from receiver. He's always, but they're not going to be that kind of team anymore. And they're like, if you're going to be a team that doesn't need to throw as much, Odell's kind of Odell's been Odell's been in the league and hasn't had a winning season yet on any of these teams is, that he's been on. So it's no, like, they ha- they had they've had they've had one. Where he's Ooh. made it to the play he's made it to the playoffs once. Remember he went to uh, they had a playoff game and like the weekend before the playoff game they was like on a boat or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, they yeah, got yeah. their asses whooped. Wasn't it? Wasn't they were like on... seven and nine though that year. No, 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 no. They were like a no. nine and seven team. They were. They were nine and seven, ten yeah, and six. They, 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 they were. Division. They were yeah, decent. Not, but yeah. Not really so decent. listen, but listen, listen, listen. Okay, 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 okay. Listen, let's let's talk schemes. Hold on now. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna necessarily say I agree, disagree, but. In order for those, because they got Kareem Hunt and they got Nick Chubb, so they can be a run-heavy team with play action. Play action works best when you have somebody who stretches the field, which is why Minnesota's hurting right now. I can kind of equate Odell to Diggs. But Thielen stretches the field. uh, I like Diggs. He's actually faster than Diggs. He's actually he does not stretch. He's actually not stretch. He's actually he a better deep ball like catcher Diggs. than Diggs is, in my opinion. Because most of the time, mm. Thielen got hot off being a deep ball catcher. He didn't get hot off being no slot guy catching intermediate routes. No, he, he got hot doing what Michael Thomas does, and that's 
intermediate passes, slants, comebacks, digs. Not the deep I will ball. agree to disagree Diggs catches on that the deep balls. That's fine. I mean, you can look at the stats and see who had a higher yard, uh, a higher yardage after catch or yardage per catch. And and maybe I'm wrong, but from what I saw in the Minnesota games, mm-hmm. Diggs was a deep threat. Thielen was the reception guy. That's just what it is. On this offense for the Browns, Landry's the reception guy, and Odell's the deep threat. You'll see a game where Landry will get eight catches for 88 yards or nine catches for 90 yards. And then Odell will have four catches for 74 yards. And you say, oh, well, Landry produced more. Well, well, Landry had that open space because Odell is stretching the field. Odell only touched the ball four times. He probably had six targets. All passes beyond eight yards. You need somebody to stretch the field for play-action pass to work. If you want a game manager to manage the game, you got to have, it doesn't have to be anybody great, but you need somebody who's going to stretch the field. And I personally feel like if, when they're playing the Cowboys, because he said something interesting, and he was like, if it's going to be a buckle-down game, it'll be a buckle-down game. If it's going to be a shootout, it's going to be a shootout. The Browns do not want to get into a shootout with the Cowboys. It's not going to be a good look. I don't think so. Again, the game could happen. It could be a shootout. Baker Mayfield shows out, goes forty, goes 35 for 40, and fucking throws for 500 yards and six touches. I'll Listen, I'll bite the bullet and say, that's on me. I don't think the Browns is that team. I think with the line that they have, the personnel that they have, they run the ball, play action, short little dump off to Landry, let Landry do what he's got to do, kind of like an intermediate running game, which is what Landry does best. Put him in a screen, put him in a jailbreak screen, put him in a little slant, hit him with this little ah, 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 and let him go up the field. And then when you need to take a deep shot, let that ball go to Odell. And that's, I think if they do that, they can contend for a division. Okay. Um, well, the next game, the, the Titans beat the Vikings 31-30, but the biggest story of this game really came with the fact that three play well, ended up being five, but initially three players of the Titans uh, contracted COVID-19. Um it most likely happened on the flight home because none of the Vikings players tested positive. Uh, and it eventually led to the game this week being postponed. What had happened was three players tested positive um, and they isolated them. The next day, another player tested positive. So they decided to close the facilities until Saturday and the plan was for them to play their game against the Steelers on either Monday or Tuesday. Um, but then today, another player tested positive. So they've outright said, okay, this game's postponed. We're going to move it to a later date. And, yeah, so I, I don't know what's going to happen there. So now they're taking a very early bye week, it seems. Uh, the players are kind of confused. They, you know, no one really knows what's going on. The Steelers, I feel bad for the Steelers because they, nobody tested positive for them, but now they're kind of screwed in this situation. Right. Um, especially if this is going to affect their bye week because they had a, they originally had an, uh, a week eight bye week. So that's perfect right in the middle of the season. And now right. that, that might not be the case. Um, so yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens with that. It's worth watching. Um, the Patriots beat the Raiders 36 to 20. Um, good game for y'all. Um, not surprised that it wasn't a great game for us. 
be like that. We had a lot of players hurt, um, so that's something we're still dealing with. But I guess that's kind of how a lot of teams are this year. So. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, there, there's there is quite a bit going on. So, I mean, the game the game went well. I mean, the Raiders y'all started off hot. Honestly, yeah, we kept it close the first half. It was a very close defensive game. I was happy, but you know, much like we have the past two decades, the second half things just kind of changed for us. I feel that. But I mean, you know that that's that's how the cookie crumbles. I mean, y'all still a good ass team. I like what the Patriots are doing. You know what I'm saying? I, I just think that this these first three games just solidify Belichick and McDaniels being like the best one two combo as far as coaching goes in football history to me. I mean it's hard to argue that, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean just just seeing the different personnel they've had being successful with one quarterback and then having a completely different quarterback and then rebuilding an offense and kind of being in this place where it's still successful. You know what I mean? It's just it's it's crazy. You know, the the guy who stepped up and won the game for them was Rex Burkhead. Not that he's trash, but he came out of nowhere, if you ask me. Uh, the 49ers beat the Giants 36 to nine. Shocker. Uh, Giants suck. No, Giants suck. <laughs> New- Giants are so trash, dog. New York, New York football teams are trash. Uh, it's fitting that they both share a stadium. It's just a giant trash can right now. Oh, um, it's good when it holds events. Yeah, it's about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's only good for uh, WrestleMania these days. Uh, and it, but, and yeah. Shout out to the 49ers for having this easy schedule while their players recover. Right, yeah. They got, I mean, a giant, they got, they got Giants they got this week. And then right now, but. They got Giants this week, and then they got Philly next week. Well, no, they had and, Giants uh, last week. They have Philly this week, and then they have right. uh, the Dolphins the week after. But then they got Boy. a tough seven-game stretch after that, so hopefully they'll get some of their, their, their guys back. Uh, not sure. True. Not sure how much longer Jimmy G is going to be out for, but they're going to need him. So he'll. Oh, for sure. He'll, he'll have to earn that contract here <laughs> in this stretch. Um, the in an underwhelming game, the Bengals and the Eagles tied, twenty three apiece. You know, I'm very disappointed in that game, on both sides. Yeah, I am. I'm very disappointed on both teams. Like, I, it is what it is. It was a, a, a somewhat contested game, mm-hmm. but I really did want Burrow to get number to get win number one here, man. I he's did. showing a lot of promise. Oh yeah, he's he's pretty straight. As long as he's not getting his ass whooped. Right. It's pretty right. straight. He took some licks in that game. He's getting listen. Hmm. He's definitely tough. Yeah. I don't know. I, I really hate ties in football. I know um I was talking about this with Dylan when he was at my house and we were watching the games. I mean, they really need to go to a college football way of doing things. I, I feel like in professional sports, there's no, there should never be a tie in professional sports. Baseball will go into the 25th inning if it needs to. Like, it, come on, we're pros here. There should not be a tie. It, it's ridiculous. Agreed. Not for real. So they really shouldn't. Figure that shit out. Um, the Steelers beat the Texans uh, 28-21. It was actually a really competitive game. Uh, right up until the end there. Texans still can't seem to catch a win. Um, Billy O'Brien's days might be numbered. 
But then again, we've said this in the past. Billy? He's still there. So. Billy O'B. Facts. We have said, we've been saying this for the last like two or three seasons. Yeah. Billy O'B. hundred percent. Um, the Colts beat the Jets 36 to 7, as they should. The Jets suck. Jets suck. <laughs> uh, no, nothing to add there. Um, the initial cap. They are, they are. Uh, the Panthers beat the Chargers 21 to 16. It was good to see the Panthers get a win uh, without Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, doing what he had to do to get the win there. Um, yeah, it was just a, a, an overall team win. They needed that, and they got it. Um, Buccaneers beat the Broncos 28-10, to 10, as they should. The Broncos suck. Uh, there's quite a few teams we could do this for. <laughs> uh, no real hot takes. Broncos are pretty ass. They yeah. are pretty ass. Yeah, there's no real hot takes there. I mean, you know, Brady had a good game. Everything's starting to really click there. So, shocker, Gronk's getting more involved as, you know, we figured would happen. So, yeah, they, they could be dangerous down the stretch. Yeah, they're doing what they got to do, man, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lions pulled out an upset win against the Cardinals, 26-23. Um, yeah, they really they had they had Kyler Murray's number. You know, they they picked him off three times. Uh, they they were there. Defense showed up, stopped him when they needed to. Uh, Hopkins had a good game, 137 yards, but didn't see the end zone. So, yeah. But Lions had Lions had an eleven game losing streak before this game, so this was a desperate win for them. Yeah, it seems like they needed that, huh? Uh huh. Um, and what ended up being a thriller: the Seahawks beat the Cowboys thirty eight thirty one. Russell Effin Wilson uh, set an NFL record for most touchdowns thrown in the first three games of the season. He's at fourteen. For the year, and it's only three weeks in. Uh, he threw five touchdowns. Would have been six had DK Metcalf not fumbled that one out of the end zone. Um, yeah, so Russell Wilson had a great day at the office. Um, yeah, and Dak struggled a little bit through two picks. Broker Rule Nels went over 50 uh, throws there. I'm telling you. And Ezekiel, I'm telling you, Ezekiel 40, Elliott 40 was nowhere to, 50. to be found. Because they threw the ball too damn. As a matter of fact, do you guys remember I was saying this? Um, I was saying Zeke is not one of those running backs where you can throw that many times because he needs a rhythm. He needs yeah, to get those he yardage. Needs more, he needs more. He does better. Come than on. Listen. I feel you. I'm, try, listen, I'm trying to tell y'all something here, Cowboys. Y'all trying to make it to the Super Bowl, and y'all ain't playing Super Bowl conducive football right now well yeah i mean it's tough they put themselves in a situation where they were down early and they really surprised. didn't have much of a chance Cowboys to ain't surprising nobody man facts they're not this at is, all this is what yeah they, bro this is what we expected from you but y'all continue to pick them you know i had i had some i had right well I you know what <laughs> y'all do it i like the test <laughs> i like you me. i picked the cowboys to it's do me. what to win i don't be picking the cowboys to win bro to win what to win a game football, of course i'm not gonna have them going oh and 16 like I didn't say y'all not gonna win no games, but you never. Oh, actually, last week you did take the Seahawks. Nels took the Cowboys. Yeah, like whenever I, you ever see me to be picking the Cowboys to do anything good, never, because I they show me who they are time after time after time after time after time. They're no different than the Falcons. 
They ain't no different than the Chargers. They ain't no different than the Colts. Raiders. Raiders. The Rockets. The Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> like, was, You're annoying. Like, You're really annoying right now. Y'all are all the same shit. Y'all cousins. Oh, fuck. Um, all right. Just to keep things moving, uh, Sunday night football, the Packers beat the Saints 37-30. to 30. Um, Aaron Rodgers having a good year. You know, a lot of people thought he was going to be butthurt going into this year, but yeah, he's, he he's on it. So boy, mad. Boy, say, y'all done forgot about me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, we done forgot about you, old man. <laughs> uh, Saints played well, though. Uh, they did. They just didn't play well enough on defense. So... Sucks to suck. Well, now y'all don't want to play good on defense. Oh, you know what's funny? We're sitting here talking about how bad the Jets are. Sam Darnold just scrambled 46 yards for a touchdown. Great. Watch them still lose. No way. <laughs> Watch they still 46 lose. 46 yards. Yeah. He yo. Um, and then Monday Night Football, the Chiefs beat the Ravens 34-20. to um, It was really the Chiefs game the whole time. They dragged that score Ravens. doesn't give that game any justice at all. Like it was one sided as fuck. Yeah, they dog walking boys. Mm. That defense don't have to figure it out. Um, that defense, that defense so walk. yeah, Marcus Peters got me exposed. Out. <clears throat> Marcus times. Peters is getting drugged. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> check this out. Check this out. So here's the thing this is. Easily Lamar Jackson's kryptonite is the Chiefs, one of them. So when you include the games in the playoffs and the Chiefs, Lamar Jackson is 0-5. 0-5. Against everybody else, Lamar is 21-1. and So, I mean, to be honest with you, I think the coaches need to recalibrate that offense. Um, obviously, Lamar is a different breed when he's playing ahead, when he's playing comfortable. I don't know exactly what play calls they do when they fall behind. I think they did, but, you horrible, know, I think they did a horrible play calling on defense, though. Yeah, they did. It, it was very bad. The like, play you calling. really put them in a bad place to have to sit there and... Exactly. exactly. So, that's, so that's my point. Like, play, when you say play, for me anyway, when I say play calling, I talk about both sides of the ball. I feel like, especially since I've been defensive coordinator for a couple of teams, not professionally, obviously, but there's a different way to call a game when you're losing or when you're behind versus when you're winning. You know what I mean? Like, especially when you feel like it's on you to make a play, especially when it's on when you feel like you have a defense that can make a play, which the Ravens have. You know, they, they I feel like sometimes they get a little too trigger happy, but they, they do need to go back and calibrate because they're literally five wins away from being a Super Bowl winning team. You know what I mean? So they're they're there. Them losing to the Chiefs like that isn't a bad loss. It just I think it just shows you how much further you have left to go to really be the to really be those boys. Yeah, cause that you gotta um I ain't like I didn't like the playmaking decisions on, on defense. I didn't like the the man I understand they're a man on man team. But that's the worst team to play man coverage blitz. Scheme. What? That's the worst what? team to play man on man. What? I'm going to blitz two out of the what? three downs. That's not the team to do what? that. What? Right. Blitz them every what? play damn near. 
You bliss, are snapping right now. You bliss Patrick. You're snapping. You bliss Patrick Mahomes every play damn near. You had man coverage every play damn near. But you have man coverage and they're still playing six, seven, eight yards back. These guys are playing. These niggas are lining up bunch coverage. They're doing a bunch of just crossing routes. Then using their speed, killing you. They're not trying to and get they are, you vertically. They're not they are trying to beat y'all you. vertically. They're trying to beat y'all horizontally because then once they get the ball, then they can burn you. Yes. Which is what they did the entire game. And I did. And as a regular dangler person who's not a head coach, I don't understand how they see that and don't make an adjustment. And you really just went in there. Bro. You really went in there at halftime and told them, we're going to play our game. This is what we do. We're the Ravens. We're going to make this work. And he got dragged some more. You kept blitzing. The like amount, you kept the doing amount the of times I saw Ravens defenders on the ground without touching anybody was shocking. Because you got them, the minute somebody says hike, they're already touching somebody. Bro. There's no, they're not, the minute someone, and then you're doing weird schemes to blitz Patrick Mahomes. Like they got so worried about Patrick Mahomes that he overly, they were overly the Ravens. They did too much Ravens shit. It was like, oh, we're gonna we're a blitzing right. team, we're a man team, we're gonna do these schemes, we're gonna do this old Pittsburgh Steeler type of shit where we just pack the line with a bunch of people. You don't know who's blitzing, but somebody's blitzing. We're gonna send everybody up the middle sometimes just cause like Yep, they did all that and he still threw for four touchdowns and ran one. In. Like and it wasn't working and it wasn't working early. It ain't like it was working early on. How many yeah, sacks no, did they get it, that game? Zero? It, probably, it wasn't a lot. Like, um I'll find out. You blitzing the quarterback. I would hope that you're blitzing the quarterback because you're actually getting pressure on the quarterback. You're actually getting blitzes to the quarterback. Y'all aren't getting no well, kind of pressure. The, well, the problem the problem is zero is, sacks. I don't no think, sacks. Not one. No, I don't think they paid. I don't think they paid much attention. And this is what makes the Chiefs good and possibly great. And what makes the teams that can contend with them even just as good as them. You know, when you listen to the interview that Mahomes had. Towards the end of the season, uh, maybe even after the Super Bowl, he said like he finally figured out how to read coverages halfway through last season, right as he was like messing up his leg. So he was already a phenomenal quarterback, and now he can read. So like the blitzes ain't gonna work. You got to be a team that can create pressure just sending four. Right. That, that blitz. That blitz stuff wasn't gonna work. Like I, he wasn't saying that to be. To be facetious, like that's a problem. When somebody who wasn't figuring out how to read defenses yet was still putting up an MVP season, mm-hmm. then he's chilling right now. His foot's not even on the gas pedal. No, for what you're a hundred percent right in that. Chiefs are very scary right now, and uh, that sucks. <laughs> they they have injuries. They still haven't fully figured it out yet. Like, yeah, they are. They're definitely scary, bro, for sure. Definitely scary. Mm. I don't know. But, um, I mean, we could transition from that right into the picks for this week. Let's do it, baby. All right. So, to recap, we had a rough week, uh, to say the least, as far as the picks went. Uh, Dylan won the week. He went 9-6. and six. Nels, wow. you and I went Yeah, we was trash. Oh yeah, we was garbage. Yeah, it was it was a very very rough week for us. The only game that didn't count was the Bengals equals one because it was a tie. Obviously, uh, it's all good. We'll bounce back, baby. We'll bounce back. Of course, of course. Hey, above five hundred, baby, 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 um, baby. Right. So we'll start things out. Uh, Thursday night football happening right now. 
the 0-3 Broncos at the 0-3 Jets. Even though Sam Donald scored, I'm still going to go Broncos to win this game. I I just the Jets would have to keep this up, and if you watch that run, I mean the Broncos made a lot more mistakes than the Jets did what was right. So I'm also going to go Broncos, my boy. Dial on. Sleep. I'm going. I was about to say, we taking risks early. I'm going to go Jets. Love it. All right. I'm going to go Jets because the Broncos have <laughs> a one, I want to say Brian is the Ripian starting at quarterback. Who? The Broncos. Uh, they're not starting Driscoll? No. Right now, the quarterback is B. Ripian. <laughs> Big, can we change our picks, oh. Big? Hell nah. Nah, fuck that. Y'all <laughs> don't know what I'm saying? You looked at that before you made your pick. Nah, fam. I was going to pick them anyways because I was going to play the odds. You know what? Fuck, Jets, it. I'm, fuck it. I'm staying with the Broncos. They just scored, so I got to I gotta stay with my I'm, odds. I'm staying with the I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with not reneging. I wasn't going to renege regardless. Yeah. Go Broncos. Um, The 2-1 and one Colts at the 3-0 and oh Bears. I'm going to go Bears. Oh, mm. Nikki. I don't know. Starting. Mm. I'm gonna go Colts just because of how strongly I felt about the Bears on my lat in the last segment. I'm gonna go Colts. You know, I I want to go. It's where is it at? It's in Chicago. It's in Chicago. Could be a sneaky good game. It's in, it's in, no, it's gonna be a really good game. Actually, the Colts are are hella good. Um, the Bears defense is kind of sneaky. Um. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Colts here, though. I'm gonna go Colts. Uh, the one and two Jaguars at the o two and one Bengals. I'm going Bengals to get their first one here. Minshew Magic Jags. They're at the Jags. Nope, at Bengals. Is anybody hurt on? Is AJ still playing? I haven't. AJ's heard still it. playing. Right, I'm gonna go with the Bengals at home. Get they first. Uh, the two one Browns at the one and two Cowboys. I'm actually going Cowboys on this. This is my first time picking the Cowboys this year. They're at the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go Cowboys. Boy. Oh, there's no. I have no faith in the Giants. No, let's just say Cowboys. I know you're gonna go it's, Cowboys. I'm going Browns. Bullshit. Yeah, he better go Browns. He just called. He said they could be a contender. They better do what he just said. I feel you. Uh, the one and two Saints at the one and two Lions. Saints. 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 The three and zero oh Seahawks at the one and two Dolphins. I know playing in Miami is different, but I'm going. Yeah, I'm going Seahawks. Yeah, they about to dog walk them boys. The one and two Chargers at the two and one Bucks. Bucks. Brady. Mm. Bit, 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 Brady. <laughs> the two. I had, I had to do it one time for my dog. The I had to do it one time for my dog. The two and one Ravens at the one and two Washington football team. I think Ravens get a big bounce back win here. Oh, yeah, they bought a. Lamar finna go for yes. 800 yards. Because Chase Young's not playing, purpose. he's out. I'm not going for 800 yards all purpose. Ravens. 
Um, the two and one Cardinals at the one and two Panthers. I got the Cardinals. I got the uh, I got the cards. I don't see enough on the Panthers uh, to say McCaffrey. I, I want to say I want to say Panthers, but Cardinals Cardinals will pull that one out. All right, we got a team here that's going to get their first victory. The zero and three Vikings at the zero and three Texans. Um, I am going to go with the Texans. Yeah, I got the Texans on that one too. Vikings versus the Texans. Mm-hmm. Uh, shit, I'm feeling risky. Vikings. Uh, the Steelers Titans game was postponed. The zero and three Giants at the two and one Rams. Rams, big Rams. Upset alert, Rams. <laughs> um, a game that could potentially be game of the week. The two and one Patriots at the three and zero Chiefs. I'm actually going Patriots on this one. Now, as you're going Patriots as well. You know, you know, I always got to go home team, baby. Dylan, what say you? Can't size them boys, man. What boys? The Patriots. They got to okay. ride them boys to the dirt. But uh, the 3-0 Bills at the 2 and one Raiders. I'm going Bills. At the, Bills at the Raiders? Yeah, at Vegas. In the Death Star. Vegas, the Raiders ain't losing there. Oh, wait, hold on. Yeah, the Raiders ain't losing in Vegas, bro. But I'm hoping this is the strategy I used last time. I went, with the, I went with the Saints to win and the Raiders won. Yeah, so I'm Vegas, hoping it'll be the same. Got some good I'll be, I'll at, be glad. At that, at that stadium. I'm going with the Raiders, bro. Oh, bet. Love this. Uh, Sunday night football. Yo, I will say this week may be the worst lineup of primetime games the whole season. I'm going to say that now. Because uh, you had Thursday night football, Broncos, Jets, boo. Sunday night football is the 0-2-1 Eagles at the injury-riddled 2-1-1 49ers. I got the 49ers, but I have zero interest in watching that game. I got the Niners, too. Um, uh, I just I don't see the Eagles really doing much. Even with the Niners being depleted, the Niners are still a better team. So, Niners it is. The Eagles are 0-2-1, bro. Yeah. <laughs> And then on Monday Night Football, we have the 0-3 Falcons, who can't seem to get a win, at the 3-0 Packers. I'm going Packers. Packers are going to dog walk them, in my opinion. Yeah, Packers about to dog walk the boys. What's that? Falcons at Packers. Uh, Pack show. The Packers, All are day. Showing me, the Packers are showing me they have a coaching issue. It's not a player issue. And I mean, yeah, it's clear because look at the Cowboys now. Yeah, they also have a coaching issue. All the teams with great talents that are trash. Browns. It's the coaches. Packers, I mean, not Packers. Falcons. Uh-huh. Cowboys is all coaching. It's not play. Some changes need to be had after this year. Yeah. Um, or during this year. Or some teams can't get their Texans. shit together. Yeah, some of y'all need to go. Because there's teams that don't have as much talent that are doing real good. So, like the Patriots. Nels, before we jump into NBA, do you want me to go ahead and do the picks for uh, college football? Yeah, let's do college football and end it with NBA. That'd be perfect. Okay. Because there's nothing to talk about in college football. They pushed back the, uh, they pushed back the uh, what you will call it, the uh, college football playoff rankings like another two weeks. So it's just watching games for now. Yeah. Um, only other thing I would love to mention is that the Florida State Seminoles 
are trash. Big booty. Oh, yeah. They got their ass whooped by you, oh, bro. That truck was crazy. And that your team knows? That's your team? They are. They are my team, yeah. Yeah, shit crazy. You ain't trying to transfer over to no other team, bro. I can't. What you mean? I love I love FAU. It's FAU and FSU. Those are my seniors. Nah, just say FAU then, bro. Because I'd be wanting to. All right, for sure. FAU, FAU got to handle all this COVID stuff. They're going to keep getting their games postponed. No, it's fine because, see, the reasoning is the reasoning why FSU is my favorite team. Um, The first college football game that I can remember is UF versus FSU. And FSU won that first game, but then got their asses washed in the Sugar Bowl. I think the score was like 52 to 20. And so, like, after that, like, UF just kept beating Florida State. So, Florida State was the underdogs. So, I, I just liked the underdog team. If it was the other way around, I would have been a Gator fan. Honestly. Sure. You could still switch. I don't know about that bit up. We'll accept you, bro. It's all Florida. It's all Florida. It's all Florida. All right. So as far as picks go, uh, to recap last week, I won the week. I went 15-2 and two with the picks. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. After this week, we need to pull some money together. Go some work on some of these games. Some of these pick ones. We, 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 we too good at these picks. Uh, Nels, you went 14 and 3. Dylan, Especially you went college. 13 and 4. Yes, sir. So, getting into it this week, number 25, Memphis at SMU. I'm going to SMU. I'm going Memphis. Upset alert, but I'm sticking with Memphis, baby. SMU definitely bought that life, though. Yeah, they're 3-0. Right? Every year, bro. It never fails. Every year. You know how I know they buy that life? Every time you go to a store somewhere, one of their players is always there. You always see one. You always see somebody pull up in an in SMU t-shirt. Like, them boys recruit. Because everywhere I go, I see one of their lame-ass players somewhere there with their shirt on. I know y'all ain't just selling them t-shirts <laughs> at Walmart. Or That's true. That's buy facts. Goddamn SMU Mustang shirt. That's facts. Um... <laughs> NC State, <laughs> NC State at number twenty four. Pitt, I'm going Pitt. NC State at Pitt. Yeah. There's another upset alert, <laughs> but I got I got Pitt because Pitt's been playing good football. But mm-hmm. NC State could definitely ride up to Pittsburgh and get up on that ass. Uh, I'm gonna go with the upset. I think NC State could come in though. All right. Uh, Louisiana Tech at number 22, BYU. I'm going to go BYU. I got BYU. BYU. Which team's the ranked team? BYU. Really? Now you yep. know LA huh. Tech. Now you know LA Tech. La-, La Tech was ranked like last year or two years ago. La Tech bad. actually plays. La Tech was La Tech's pretty good. La Tech was out there getting whooped by FAU. Who you going with, Nels? I'm going with BYU, remember? Uh, Missouri at number 21, Tennessee. Damn, all these upset alerts, boy. Ah, uh, Tennessee. Yeah, I got Tennessee too. What's Mizzou's record? 0 and 1. I got Mizzou. <laughs> um, ooh, I hate to see the fall off. Number 20, LSU at Vanderbilt. I'm going to go LSU. Boy. Yeah, LSU just Low key. Upset. Yeah. Yeah, low key. This is another upset alert just because LSU looked so damn bad last week. But I'm gonna have faith in. I'm gonna have faith in Lazoo. Big Basu right there. Who are you going with? I'm gonna give him one more chance. I'm gonna say LSU just could. 
Them boys kind of trash. Another team that had a bad upset last week. Number 18, Oklahoma at Iowa State. Iowa State. I'm going Oklahoma. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going Oklahoma. Uh, Number 17, Oklahoma State at Kansas. I'm going Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Basketball ass. Oklahoma State. Yay, yay. Ain't got no business being in there. Arkansas at number 16, Mississippi State. Yes, I know it's Arkansas. I just felt like saying Arkansas. Mississippi State. You know, Dylan, you know, Dylan, actually, I think Oklahoma State is known more for football than basketball. I'm not talking about Kansas. He was talking about Kansas. Oh, Kansas. Oh, easy money. Mm Self-serve. Yeah, Kansas is easily. (laughs) Even though Kansas, even though Kansas is known for a keep to lead. That's true. That boy's known for a corner. Every school got they. Every school got that one. Niggas known for one. Ain't that's it? Like, it's that's crazy like that Buffalo got Khalil niggas Mack. Known, that's it. Niggas known for. It's crazy you that it's you a corner. You're right. Your though. team is known for your cornerback. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that's facts. USF <laughs> at number fifteen, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Cincy. Good job, USF. Good try. I mean, you ain't gonna get it though. Cincinnati. Number 13, Texas A&M. At number two, Alabama. Alabama. Well, I hope Texas A&M dog walk y'all boys. I hope so too. <laughs> but but I think it's going to be Alabama. Halla, I'm rooting halla, for Texas A&M. Halla, 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 Alabama. I hope they dog walk. Um, this is a surprising number 12 team. Number 12, North Carolina. Uh, at Boston College. But I'm Basketball at school. I got Boston but I'm College. Give it to y'all. I got head. Boston College too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going NC, baby. Uh, uh, Tulsa at number 11, UCF. 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 TCU at number 9, Texas. I'm going Texas. Boy. It's gonna be a game. I feel. Yeah, it's an upset alert. But I'm upset, upset alert. Texas. Why do I feel like Texas Christian University about to go in there and get them boys problems? Take the pick. The horn frogs, all horn frogs always give Longhorns problems. I ain't gonna lie, never that, that, that Longhorn quarterback though got ten touchdowns, one pick in two games. But I ain't even gonna lie to you, I'm going with them. All right, that's too many. That quarterback on the bean, it seems. Um, number seven, Auburn at number four, Georgia. I feel like Texas. Uh, Auburn's Georgia. number. Auburn is number what? Seven, and Georgia's Georgia. number four. Like I'm gonna go Georgia as well. Uh, but it's upset alert. Auburn's finna get in that ass. That's who you're going with. You picking Auburn? Auburn. I'm going with Auburn. Cool. Upset alert, baby. I'm not mad at it. Uh, South Carolina at number three, Florida. I'm going come Florida. straight come out of Florida. Ain't no come on Florida. now. Ain't no come on now. No, don't, that, I, don't come on now unless you about to be a fan of our team. I needed to hear you say. <laughs> I said, I said, come on now because Florida's gonna win. Nah, bro, don't say come on now. Just say Florida. Come on now, some no, fans be saying. You feel me? No, I say, I say whatever I want. I'm grown. Nah, bro. All right, and Virginia at number one, Clemson. Clemson. Me, uh, Clemson. Clemson. All right, and that's it. Is it time for the NBA? Yep. Uh, I mean, we're in the finals. Woohoo! <laughs> we're in the finals, you know. Um, so, question for you guys: Did you hear about what Scottie Pippen said about the bubble? No. What did he say? 
So, you know how we've been saying, like, this is probably one of the more difficult rings that there is to win? Pippen said that he doesn't think it's that tough. He says it's just pick up basketball. Okay. Thoughts? He said, what? Say that again? I ain't hear that. I ain't hear he that blast. He said that it, he's, he said it's pick up basketball. It's, it's not that tough. It's not because that Because they're not tough? traveling. Yeah, they're not traveling. There's no grind. There's no nothing. They're just they're just in a hotel and they come play basketball. It's pick up basketball. It's, it's that's it. Nothing oh, more, nothing less. B B T Dub. Uh, Sam Darnold just left the game. Sorry, Nels. To so that. really, Joe Flacco's in. It's not that tough because they're not traveling, but they're also like. See, this is where I'll be thinking. This is I, this is one of those things where I treat this to as one of those old heads not wanting to ever give new school, just let new school be new school and that shit be how it is. Like, they always got to come in and give this type of sense that just, to always, de- de- to diminish what people are doing. I hate when people come in and try to diminish what people are doing. Yes, they're not traveling, but they're also not a, they're nowhere near their families for months on end. They're in one place for months on end. No, not seeing their kids, not seeing their wives, like, Unless for special occasions, yes, you don't get to travel. But at the end of the day, bro, I don't think this is some shit where it's like it's easy. To be honest with you, you guys used to do they used to do pickup practice basketball games all the time. When they used to do Team USA and this, this, that, and the third, and those games were always intense. So I don't know what he means by it's easy. It's not hard. I don't get that that aspect. Like still tough. There's a, it's a different beast. It's a different nature. It's a different thing. Yeah, there's different things they have to deal with. They're, no, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with you. I feel like first and foremost, it's a different grind because you can't do <clears throat> what you want to do. Like honestly, bro, they've been there since the beginning of July. Right. Like, dude, we're in September. Like the teams that are in the finals have been there since July. You don't think they're ready to leave? You don't think they're thinking about getting out of there and seeing their families? Come on, right. now, it's ridiculous. Stop. It's so easy. You're tripping. Yes, it's crazy. What's so, easy is taking. A fool ass contract and saying, nah, let me not get that fool ass contract. Give me what I'm worth. That's easy. Facts. So I just wanted to that's that's kind of messed up, but still fact. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to uh transition to this. Um this is my last take of the evening. Um this what I'm about to say, I really need people to listen to this. And it can, if you guys agree or disagree with me, you can let me know. Something else I heard on, on Colin Cowherd, and I agree with him. I've been saying this for a while now. I just, I don't think I ever took the time. And, and it hit me more yesterday. And then hearing it on the podcast today, I was like, yo, like, it's true. Like, you, you when you're talking about, like, let's take away the greatest player ever conversation out of it. Let's forget the GOAT thing. I don't really want to go into the GOAT thing. Because the reason why I don't want to go into the GOAT thing is the same reason why I feel that Scottie Pippen's kind of tripping. reason why I feel like Scottie Pippen can't talk, and I'm going to tie both of them in here together. I think that when it's all said and done, LeBron is going to have the greatest career in NBA history. Oh, for sure. The career. By far. Here's my, here's my reason. And, and, and you know, we, we got to talk about this, and we got to be fair and logical. I was watching the game last night, right? And um, for those of y'all who don't know, this is after game one of the NBA Finals, which the Lakers were down 13, 
had a run in the second quarter and didn't look back and ended up winning by almost 30. Um, I'm watching Bam. And I'm comparing Bam against the Heat versus how he was against the Celtics. Bam had some issues because Bam has to guard AD and LeBron. He's got to go back and forth. So his offensive numbers took a hit. He is no longer giving you 22 points, 23 points, or being the third Heat player in history to give you 30, 10, and 5. No offense to Bam, who's a great player. Bam's got no business giving you 30 points, 10 rebounds, and 5, and yeah, and five assists. I, just, I agree with that. Yeah, let's, like, let's, let's for, it, like, he's the third. Is this, is this offensive Juggernaut, he's yeah, he's got he's got no business, and and the fact and, and the fact that the only three players ever in history to do that is Bam, LeBron, and Wade. That's crazy. Right, anyway, they haven't had scores for real. So this is my thing. I'm watching Bam guard Anthony Davis, and I'm thinking to myself, like, yo, I know that I'm enamored with the '90s, and and I talk a lot of love when it comes to '90s basketball and '80s basketball. But can you imagine now, remember, the 90s was more of a center, like, league, right? Can you imagine Patrick Ewing having to guard Anthony Davis? Oh, AD would kill all them boys. A, and, or David Robinson or Shaq. Shaq would have him, obviously, in strength, but I don't know if he'd be able to stick him like that right out Shaq the perimeter. Shaq would have him to where he'd only want to shoot his little perimeter shit. But everybody else, I feel like he'd... He'd eat in the paint. He'd eat off the out in the corner, the elbow. I feel like a like I agree. A D, I think A D would go so, with the old guys. With that being said, Jordan obviously is the better winner. If you want to call him the goat, great. But LeBron can literally at the when it's all said and done, say that in all of my times with the teams, I have played at least two Hall of Famers in every finals that I've played. My first finals ever, I went up against Duncan, Ginobili, and Parker. Eventually, Kawhi got added to the mix. Um, When I was in Miami, I went against Harden, and then I went up against uh, Westbrook and Durant, right? Mm -hmm. And then when I went to Cleveland, I went up against Steph, Clay, KD, and Draymond. And even when I played the Mavericks, I went up against Dirk Nowitzki and Jason Kidd. And now, you know, I'm looking at Jimmy Butler. Iguodala's probably going to make it to the Hall of Fame, believe it or not. And if Bam and Hero keep trending the way that they're trending, they could make it to the Hall of Fame too. You know what I mean? So it's like for people to say that he's not seen the same level of competition, if not more, and that's unbelievable to me. Absolutely and thoroughly unbelievable to me. And you're talking to somebody who, I mean, I I think Jordan is the GOAT. But, you know, my my, my thoughts on that is is changing little by little. Right? And, and, and bro, like LeBron, you got to look at it in terms of business. LeBron has been to five different locations and has done the pinnacle with all five. He was with Cleveland. They gave him no personnel. He got to the finals. Beat a team he wasn't supposed to beat in the Pistons, right? Left there because they didn't give him no personnel. Went to Miami, 
went to four, one, two. Right? Mm-hmm. And then he left, went back to Cleveland, still couldn't get the best personnel, but was able to make it work. Should have won two, got one. Right. Went to LA, went to got injured, got better, and brought the team to the finals in the bubble. While wow, these players are playing their best basketball and so far has only lost, what, three games? Two games? You you got it, you gotta consider that. I feel that. You got you gotta consider that. Like for you to say when it's all said and done that LeBron ain't got the greatest career. And he's he's a and honestly, I think he's a transcendent athlete. All the people who say that LeBron can't play a nineties NBA, you got your damn mind. Only thing that's different is you're allowed to hand check. Oh, he definitely can. He wouldn't score. Oh, he's easily going to play in the night. I don't think he scored. He'd go to the free throw line a lot more for real, and he'd actually earn those. But, um, right. I'm not going to lie to you. No, actually, I think it would be would be reversed. I don't think he would get to the foul line as much. If they don't call. Well, I feel like they'll give him a reason. Like I feel like the, the reason I say that is because you'll, you'll see what a foul is back there. In that, oh, actually, you're right. That's what I meant to say. Like yo, those fouls you're getting now, you're not getting those then. And I feel like right. that's one of my problems. I respect the Lakers. I respect AD and LeBron for the greatness of their game. But it's really like watching the last, watching these playoffs and watching the Lakers play. I've been really frustrated with officiating. I've been really frustrated with. The way the league's gotten into this acting, where like everybody, like you just, all you gotta do is throw your body around now, and then you get a foul call, like, and then people would just go, oh yeah, it's contact. They're like, of course it's gonna be contact. If I'm flailing everywhere, there's only so much space for somebody to play defense at. So when people are just throwing their bodies around, that's kind of frustrating to me. So I feel like yeah, he would dominate because he's never been somebody that to hit you with a bunch of juke 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 step back like. LeBron, LeBron knows his size. He knows his body. I just hate the. I hate what him. I hate the fact that him, AD, Paul Millsap, all these big dudes just walk around the league all day, flopping and and acting and, and doing all this extraness. That's just annoying. But no, he definitely. Will I feel be. you. I I can agree. I can agree with that. Yeah, for sure. I just you know be. I just I just get tired of people just trying LeBron. Like, stop trying LeBron. Stop doing it. The man is good, bro. The man, did you guys see the uh, the the dunk at halftime when he missed the layup and then LeBron kind of came and did this like reverse follow up dunk? Yeah. Do you, no, we listen? I just want to say, well, I, I'll send you the video later, Dylan, so you can see it. Buddha, since you saw it, I just wanted to mention to you that you know he's in year seventeen in the league, right? Mm-hmm. Tell me another player. In any sport that at year seventeen can do something to the equivalent of that, I I couldn't. Oh nobody, man. Lead, yeah, man, lead the, lead the league in assists in seventeenth year. Come on, bro. We gotta stop. We gotta stop yeah, trying bro, this, man. He, he's an he's an, an enigmatic player. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, bro. Like sure. we gotta stop trying this. I don't man, think it's bro. that. Like, I don't think that he has tried. It's just like you're not. You're the thing is people gotta understand, and he's like people gotta be able to understand and separate. There's one thing about trolling. There's another thing about criticism. And people gotta stop. And people gotta stop thinking that because LeBron is so great, that he's not allowed to be criticized. And I feel like that's what happens at times when you start to criticize LeBron. Is people are, like I criticize LeBron all the time, and people swear I hate him. And it's like, dude, no. 
Like, I don't like what you did to D-Wade. I don't like how you left my head. But if I talk down, if I talk anything about LeBron or if people like, or if I'm comparing him to anybody, once somebody starts comparing him in this and then third, he's not any, he's not, just because he's the person he is doesn't make him liable to not be criticized to the fullest extent. You feel me? I feel like people feel like we're supposed to worship that man and anything he does that's wrong, we just be like, it don't matter. It's LeBron at the end of the day. He still does this, 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 that. It's like, yeah, it's great. But when you fool, I'm going to let your ass have it. You know, he, he got his... He's at the time now where you can't really try him anymore. But early in his career, you have that's the time. When people are young and they're the hot thing, that's what that's what you do. You troll them. You sit there and see how much you see that say, is this is the hype actually real? Is the hype real? Is the hype real? I don't think it's real. I think it's this. I think it's that. And now he's seven, he's in the year 17, about to win the championship if most likely. He led the league in assists. You don't really have anything to prove it. More in the last five years of his career, I think it's been him shutting down. Any any doubters that he's got, because the minute you get into the league, you're gonna have those doubters, and the the more longevity you have in your career, and you're still able to do what you're doing, the more those doubters go away, and and I, I feel like it's okay, you feel me? And I feel like him having those doubters is what makes him great, is because he knows that people keep doubting him and doubting him and doubting him and doubting him, and every year it's something new. I'd love to see him come in next year and shoot ninety percent from the free throw line. So just to be I like, hey, to I've been ask- listening to that too. And I know y'all think I suck at shooting free throws. So I'm going to spend this whole offseason and work on my free throws and come in 2021 and have one of the better free throw shooters. Then you're really not going to be able to say shit about it, man. So I wanted to add something else because there, I, I heard something. So I did research myself because I really had to shut this person up. Again, I'm, I'm a stickler for the facts and numbers. Sometimes I get numbers wrong. And that's okay. I don't really get mad at people when they get numbers wrong unless it's super egregious. So for those who feel like LeBron has always been a favorite to win the NBA Finals, I just wanted to say that he's a favorite to win these NBA Finals against the Heat. Like a heavy favorite. Out of his 10 Finals appearances, I'm going to let you guys have one guess. Out of, those, out of the 10 Finals appearances that LeBron has been to, how many of them do you think that he was a favorite? I'm going to say either five or six. Okay, Dylan. Out of the what? The 10 finals. Out of his 10 finals appearances. He was the favorite. I mean, I feel he should have been a favorite every single one of them he had with the Heat. Uh, Probably wasn't a favorite at none of the Warriors once. Right. That's why I said like five or six for me. Favorite now. So, yeah, usually five or six. Wasn't the favorite when he went against the Spurs. Yes, I'll say six max, five. So, LeBron has been, in his 10, he's been a favorite three times. Whoa. Twice with the Heat. Um, the first time against the, the Mavericks. Well, the first the first time he went to the finals with the Heat against the they Mavericks. The favorites and the first the time... They were, they were the they favorites were the favorite. against the Mavs. Like, saying, like the, the over, overwhelming, overwhelming favorites, actually. It's one of his bigger percentages. And... Um, and uh, in 2013, the first time that they played the Spurs, so Who technically did they play in 2012, that made them not the favorites then. It's the Thunder? they played the the Thunder. Yeah, the, they everybody thought the Thunder was going to win that one. They they saw the three headed monster. That, they had that three headed monster at that time too. They did. No, no, no. That was also, no, that was also was, big. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That was Miami. Like we run yeah. the ship era too. So I don't. Yes, but remember, this is the year after he folded against the Mavs. Oh, true. So he wasn't, they weren't favorites to win that one. So LeBron in the two 
finals that he's been favored, he's one and one. He's never been favored against the Warriors. Even yeah. the first time they played the Warriors, remember Kevin saying, Love man. gets injured. Yeah, Kevin Love got injured, so it was just him and Kyrie. Kyrie got hurt game one. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, like, everybody who jumps on LeBron in his three and six, maybe could be four and six or three and seven, whatever record is going to be after this year, y'all got to stop doing that, bro. Stop acting like this man didn't play teams that were, in a sense, better than his teams. I, I, I'm not trying to make excuses. It's just, you know, at the end of the day. But that's what it's going to sound if like. We're gonna make, you got to understand that, though. When we, do, when we do things like this, that sounds like an excuse. Because it's like, we don't. Because the thing is, it's like, because then when somebody does it for somebody else, then it's a problem. But that's my point. I, that's what I was going to say. That was my next point, was we do it for everybody else. So why don't we do it for LeBron? Do we, though? We do. I feel, like, I feel like more excuses get put out there for LeBron. Like, I've never... LeBron is one of the few players in the league to where people could tell you every single reason why he lost every single year. I mean, they do it for Jordan. He just did make it to the finals. But Jordan, the Jordan never is, beat. Is, I'm Jordan about never beat finals, the big though. three. I, that's my point, though. When he got to the finals, he got to the finals when Bird retired and when Magic got old, and then he played teams that only had one Hall of Famer until he went to. I guess he played against the Jazz. And he went up against two Hall of Famers. But you can make excuses for Jordan, too. Because when Jordan was playing heavy competition in the 80s, he didn't get no further than the conference finals when the bad boy Pistons got old. Right, but that was also how many years into his career? That's what I'm saying. Nine years, ten years. So it's the same thing with LeBron. LeBron went eight years and then finally got to one. You feel me? So it's like it's not that much. I'm saying we we pick and choose these things to, to discredit somebody, or to sit there and say be like, but look, but look, like look what he had to work with. But it's like it's a, I feel like it becomes excuses all across the board for both of them. That's why people. That's why I feel like that's why people tend to look at wins or losses and that's it. Because when you tell you talk about a win, and somebody wants to argue for the other person, then they just tell you, well, Jordan had this and this and this. And then if they want to talk about a loss, it's like, well, Jordan didn't win this, this. And it's like, all right, well, then somebody talks about LeBron not getting there eight, nine years. And be like, well, Jordan, well, LeBron only had this. And then when he does get there, it's like, well, he technically had this. So it's like, it's, it's this, yeah, it's this mean, give or take but that, every time. But, but what's I feel like but what's it's not your, fair on, eight, on either. It's not fair on either person that we're talking about. That's why I hate, but the, that's why I hate the right conflict. now. What you're, I feel you. But what you're saying right now is generational. I feel like the same the same people around you that can do that for LeBron is the same people that's what I'm older saying. than us that can do that for Jordan. That that's, can do and that that's for what Bird, I'm saying. That that's what I'm saying. Magic, in, gen- so. in general, it's not fair to do. It's not fair to continuously talk about, oh, this person had this, oh, when, when they won, or this person had this when they lost. Because it becomes, it's not, it, you, that's why, I, I, that's why, to be honest with you, like I said, I don't like comparing anymore either because at the end of the day, everybody's going to play that game and try, until you figure out who had worse win or who had least to work with or who had to face the weaker opponent. No, it becomes too much rather than just looking I at feel you. No, play. I feel you. I understand I'm not that saying completely. you don't. I'm just, I'm just but, keeping the conversation. No, but, that's, but, but, but no, we're saying the same thing. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, if we're going to make excuses for other people, like the, the whole point is, is like there are excuses that are made for LeBron but I feel like they're the they're the wrong ones. Like we got to talk about the ones to me anyway that makes sense. Like he has 
play teams. Like people are always like, oh, he had these super teams and he had this and he had that. And it's like, well, LeBron ran up against his fair share of stacked teams too. That's what I'm saying. Like the arguments that are being made on both sides, you know what I'm saying? Like if we do it for other players, let's do it on the other side for LeBron too. Like I feel like although, yes, a lot of people make excuses for LeBron in the same context, I don't hear other legends getting shitted on like LeBron gets shitted on. LeBron because gets LeBron is on. all that gets talked about right now. He's does you wouldn't hear you're not going to hear I about other that. legends if they're not playing. That's fair, but all I'm saying I'm just presenting arguments from the other side. Right. Yes, he's three and six. He's three and six in the finals. Cool. Of those three wins, you know, he was favored in one of. But you do realize it's about to be the same thing this year, right? And it's. You can't. What you, it's, what you mean? They're gonna if they win this year. It's gonna be he's gonna catch more scrutiny. And as great as he plays, oh, of course, people are gonna mention. Of course, it's gonna and it's I, I can't. And it's not even and this time. It's not even something that you could really. I mean, it is, but it's not. Because and one thing I'm not liking, and that's why I feel like people need to be more. So like I, we gotta start. I understand LeBron is who he is, but we disrespect people because of LeBron James. We disrespect players because of LeBron James. Somebody just came out and said that AD just got made a better player. Like, AD wasn't... That's, that's not true. Like, Yeah, that's not true. That's not oh, true. That's an analyst. Oh, I forgot which one of these analysts was saying it right after the game. During the game. Oh, Mark Jackson, of all people, sat there and said that LeBron James has made AD better. How dare you size Anthony Davis as if Anthony Davis has not been playing like this his entire career. The only thing that has changed about Anthony Davis's career is the team that he plays for. But other than that, Anthony Davis has been doing the exact same things that he's been doing since he got here. But now all of a sudden, because he's playing with LeBron, now everybody, now it's all of a sudden, oh yeah, LeBron made AD the player he is. Yeah, that's wild. That's wild to me. AD is legit the reason, in my opinion, but at the same time, LeBron is still balling. But AD's really the reason why these boys are up three, will, will beat the Nuggets the way they beat the Nuggets. Oh well, LeBron doesn't get close to the finals without AD. Right. Uh, we need to we need to start saying that. And then like and now AD's really showing you that yeah, D Wade probably did the most work to to better LeBron's leadership, uh, how to be a humble superstar, how to be a just a star in the league, how to really be a star. I think D Wade did a great thing for D, for LeBron's mentality. AD is showing you I'm the most skilled, best teammate this man's ever had in his life. Because when I'm on the field, when I'm on the court, LeBron don't got to shoot. He don't even got to give me an assist. I ain't get my own. I can drop more points than him if I want to. You can't really say that about a lot of people when it comes to that, that play with LeBron. That is like, nah, this person has scored more than LeBron. AD will legit score more than LeBron and not have a problem. You feel me? So it's like I, I hate the fact that people use LeBron's greatness to disrespect other players because it's like, come on, AD's been like this. AD might might walk out with M, M, uh, with Finals MVP based on how he's performing. Nah, they'll give it to LeBron. They won't. If give they it give him. it to LeBron, I'm gonna call bullshit. Unless LeBron to do does Game Six Celtics LeBron type shit. But so far, AD's been the hot hand on that team. I agree. So if they end up just giving it to LeBron while AD's playing like this, this is why that becomes my problem with the whole LeBron bandwagon. Because now you're diminishing people on his team because he's on the team. 
And that's not fair. Especially not the AD, because AD is putting in work right now. While they was losing last night, and then they came back, started blowing them boys out. LeBron wasn't even playing like that. He actually had like seven points going into the, like, AD was legit carrying the team for most of that game until, you know, then it became out of hand. LeBron came in and started, you know, having LeBron-esque game. But AD really did his, was doing most of the work, and he's not getting none of that credit. It's, it's getting past it, and it's like, oh, yeah, you're doing a good job being LeBron's psychic. That's disrespectful. I feel that. We'll see what happens at the end of the, of the series. Right. We'll see. Who y'all got winning the finals? Heat in six or seven. I got to keep the same energy. Yeah, I got to keep the energy. I had, I had Heat in seven. It's not looking good because the injury bug is happening. Yeah. Um. Which is unfortunate that all of a sudden, like, game one. Right. I'm, what I'm hoping it happens. I, the only reason I got Heat winning, one, because I need them to do this for D-Wade. That's, that's really the biggest one. After the, If they were able to do this for D-Wade, I'm good. Because I feel like they, you know, D-Wade needs them to win one for him. But I feel I, like Kendrick Nunn has his chance to make a name for himself right now. And he needs to take advantage. He'll be, I feel like if they were to win this finals, he is not going to be the biggest X Factor. The guy that was running up on rookie of the year and shit like that, you have to now come in and do what you need to do and show why they shouldn't have benched you for Drogic. Because Drogic came in there and did his thing, but you were almost a rookie of the year. And they need that more than ever right now. So if he shows up, and shows up like I need, I need a, I need at least one thirty point game from Kendrick Nunn, and then he got a chance. Um, I just think you know there's there's a reason why the injury bugs going around. Lakers have been proving that they're the toughest team in the league. They're just rugged. They're big. They can defend multiple positions. They got size, and and all of a sudden now they got depth. Like the comeback that they did. You're right. LeBron didn't play. AD made the first five points, but, you know, KCP was the one that hit like two threes in a row, was killing it on the defensive side of the ball to really start that run in the first place. Rondo comes out, and it's it's all she wrote. Like, I feel like Rondo's going to be the X factor. I don't think that he'd have an answer for Rondo um, because Hero can't guard him. Robinson can't guard him. If you put Butler on him, you're taking away from uh, LeBron. If you take... I, yes, that's true, but none isn't no really known for the defensive side of the ball either. So you know it's 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 interesting that he's the X factor, and when he was guarding Rondo, Rondo was giving him issues too. When? So Kendrick Nunn wasn't even in the game like that until the okay. end. Okay, and then when he came in, at, okay, when he came in at the end, it was garbage time. Like he came in and just I feel like Kendrick Nunn came in at the end of the game just to see if he can get his shooting together because now he knows. Like, you're probably going to start next week. I mean, this this Friday. So, I feel like this Friday, I mean, based this Friday, based on how he plays, will really determine whether or not they get swept or not. Kendrick, okay. Kendrick Nunn's play this Friday, if he starts, because I don't know how they, they might fuck around and have Tyler starting at the fucking point this, this week, just to be weird. I don't know what the Heat really going to do. But I feel like what will happen is Kendrick starts. With the same, I don't know who they'll, have. they'll probably have a Linux playing against uh, uh, over Bam or Duncan Robinson, which is a problem. 
I do feel like they do need to go big. That small ball shit they tried was horrible. They got they got yeah. matchup issues with it. The, they don't have matchup yeah. answers for the Lakers. And Kendrick Nunn played like twenty minutes. He did yeah, not play I, towards the end. He came in at the third. When was, and I'm he talking, did play what against I'm saying Rondo. is they were already blowed out. They got blowed out. They were already getting blowed out by the time he came in the game. And no, I feel yeah, you. I'm just saying there's there's more. There's way more. If you're gonna and, and I already went through these scenarios in my head. If you play the scenarios out. For the Heat, how they're gonna like counter what the Lakers do? They have some real matchup problems. When they played the Celtics, they had the perfect game plan for everybody because the Celtics play small ball and only had Thice. Now you're going up against a team that's got Howard, AD, and McGee, and McGee and Howard are really the defensive guys, so where AD doesn't really have to concentrate as much are on the playing, defensive end. Are they playing AD at all? I mean, not AD at all, but. Uh... McGee? McGee? They started McGee. They started McGee last I mean, not started McGee. I'm sorry. No, no, no. They started Howard, and McGee came in like eight minutes in the game. Yeah, McGee played. No, he didn't. But McGee played. They're saying, listen, they're saying that they're flirting around. Kuzma played. McGee did not play that game. McGee didn't play? I did not see McGee last night. I just... Okay. I think... I agree with you, though, for sure, that Dwight having a center and another center pretty much... You're right. Game. McGee didn't play. McGee didn't play. You're right. I feel like Dwight. You're right. Dwight's, You're right. Dwight's body is 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 causing a distraction for the Heat because Dwight went in. Bro, they're roughing, they're roughing them boys up, Dwight, bro. Dwight they're bumping them boys. They're giving them boys difficulties, and and realize this is the first time the Heat are really playing like a physical team. Who who did the, who have the Heat play throughout the playoffs? Celtics. 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 Bucks. Who they play before the Bucks? Pacers. Pacers aren't physical. Bucks aren't physical because even their quote unquote big man, Giannis, is not physical. Giannis got worked by Giannis got worked by the by the Heat, and the Celtics definitely aren't physical. So the Lakers is really the only physical team they played. Mind you, the Lakers from jump like who the Lakers play in the first round? Um, uh, 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 it wasn't the Rockets. They played the Rockets second round. Who the Lakers play? Oh, the Blazers. Blazers aren't really super physical. Nuggets, they bumped them a little bit. And and the Rockets, they, they play small ball too. But at least with the Nuggets, the Lakers were able to be like, all right, Jokic bumps a little bit. Millsap bumps a little bit. We were able to get right. But the Lakers are, outside of the Clippers, the most physical team in the NBA. And it showed, like, they was really putting hands on them boys. Right. It's a matchup problem, bro. The Heat have to play. And I mean, Jimmy said it himself. They have to play perfect basketball. No mistakes. None. No mistakes. It's it's a no matter what lineup you put out there for Miami, there's a matchup issue. There is. They got great shooting, but shit, like the we saw the game last night. The Lakers were getting all the shots that they needed to get off. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So we'll see. We'll see. Buddha, you said you got heat and six? Mm-hmm. Or seven. Okay. Or seven. Okay. No stress, no worries. All right, so we're transitioning to underrated bars of fame. I I was talking about the final show long that I don't even have my underrated bars of fame set up. I'm lit. Um. <laughs> so, actually, I do. I do have. I do have my song. Um. You guys ever heard of the song "Best on Earth"? By Russ? No. Uh-uh. 
Okay, so it's it's a pretty nasty song, I'm not going to lie, but we haven't done a nasty song in a relatively long time. So I just wanted to share these songs with you. It's by Russ, and then it's got a, a, a girl, a, a female rapper on there. It's B-I-A. I don't know if they call her Bia or B-I-A, but I'm going to say Bia because that's what it says on there. Um, it's called Best on Earth. Um, all right, cool. Like the way she works, she always puts me first. And I know I've been around, but I swear you got the best on earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got drip on the floor and it's getting nasty. He ain't keeping his hands up off my ass cheeks. I got something to give him. And if he asks me, I'm not filling up, baby. I let him gas me. Her ass fatter than fat and she got good throat. Sit that cat on my lap. I give it good strokes. I might have to fly her out to Mykonos or maybe to Japan so I can hit her like I'm Ichiro. She know what the f*** is up. I don't got to dumb it down. Tatted like Rihanna. See, singing like it's run to town. I love her. She's a freak. I promise if I could, I've got seven days a week. Face from the Middle East. Ass from the West Indies. Sucking the soul up out of my body. Rest in peace. Hey, got me wobbling. She know I got cameras. She say we should vlog it. I know she got stamina. She say start jogging. Yeah. I like the way she work. She always puts me first. And I know I've been around, but I swear you got the best on earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got drip on the floor and it's getting nasty. He ain't keeping his hands up off my ass cheeks. I got something to give and he asks me. I'm not filling up, baby. I let him gas me. Light me up. Light me up. I done seen the whole world and ain't no one near hot as us. Bank rolls, dank roll. They ain't really light as us. I be hoping that it's love, but it really just be the lust. Anything for a rush now. It's Van Noyes on the touchdown. It's a cold world. Get a bus down. Hope you get my mind before my body and my trust now. He say life is too short and he thinks that we should now. I think I'm finna break him. It's gonna be quick. He know I ride that till I get seasick. Wavy lil' to talk that east shit. Nasty, but don't put nothing past me. Now I got the see and the power if you ask me. Like the way she works. She always puts me first. And I know I've been around, but I swear you got the best on earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got drip on the floor. It's getting nasty. He ain't keeping his hands up off my ass cheeks. I got something to give him. And if he asks me, I'm not feeling up, baby. I let him gas me. Best on Earth by Russ featuring Bia. Should listen to that song. It's pretty good. And she's got a nice voice with it, too. It's a very well put together song. Good flows. Yes, sir. So, Buddha, where can they reach us on email? Uh, ballsportspodcast at gmail.com. What about on Instagram? Balls underscore sports underscore podcast. What about Twitter? Balls underscore podcast. Bro, two hour show. Yeah. That's lit. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, with that being said, we're done. Right now, we're done. Uh, appreciate y'all for, you know, riding with us. If y'all rode with us for this full two hours. Um, you know, y'all could been listening to any other sports podcast in the world, but y'all listening to us. And we really appreciate that. Um, just keep riding with us and we're going to keep giving you this bomb-ass content to vibe to. With that being said, we out of here. Yeah, bye, hoes. Silly, boys. Little scallywags. <laughs>